0: Good morning, everybody. You know that scripture that says we make our plans and the Lord directs our steps? Well, I plan to be sitting next to Lauren, um, but that's not going to happen. And I just ask that you would pray for Pastor. He is at home and he's sick, running a fever, dealing with body aches. And so um, with all that said, I um, have been asked to uh, share the message for today. And on that note, I want to go ahead and open up the word. Today, we're going to look at Psalm chapter 33 in its entirety. The title of the message today is called, Blessed is the Nation. You know, I believe that most of us, if not all of us, would agree that our nation has been blessed. We've been blessed materially, geographically, educationally, and technologically, As we celebrate the birth of our nation tomorrow on July 4th, like Lauren said, we need to be thankful to the Lord, and we need to seek him for his continual blessings in the future. Today, we're reminded again of all the young men and women that are serving for our nation, that are laying down their lives for our freedom. Our freedom comes with a high price. Men and women throughout the history of our country have given their lives to make this country what it is. One nation under God. Amen? That is why we have the independence that we have and the freedoms that we have. You know, it was this way from the beginning. Out of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence... There were five who were captured and tortured by the British before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned to the ground. Two lost their sons in war. One had two sons that were captured. And nine fought and died in the war from wounds or the hardships of war. You know, I added that up, and that's 29 out of 56 men who bore loss because of a desire to fight for freedom. Scripture is not silent about nations. There's a couple things I want to share that we learned about nations. God is greater than all nations. Also, nations come and go. Thirdly, God uses nations as part of his plans and that people from all nations Will be part of his kingdom. Perhaps as we celebrate this Independence Day, we need to consider that the real dangers of our blessings with God are not the external conflicts and challenges, for example, terrorism, but their internal ones. God's word teaches us specifically what a nation is to do in order to receive and continue. In the blessings of God. Psalm chapter 33 and verse 12. Let's look at that scripture. It says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. As we read through chapter 33 of the book of Psalms, we're going to see very clearly what it means to be a nation whose God is the Lord. What I'd like to do this morning is just go through this chapter a couple verses at a time and break it down to remind us again of the kind of people whose God is the nation. Let's read verses 1 through 3 of chapter 33. Sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous ones. Praise is becoming to the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Sing praises to him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Now, we just got done praising and worshiping the Lord. I don't know about you, but I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. We've been praying for the last 24 hours. Holy Spirit, You are welcome in this place. I know that you live in our hearts, but we invite you into our presence here in this service. And today, as a people who acknowledge and worship the living Lord. Amen? Let's look at verses 4 and 6. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. Verse 6 says... By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. Here we see a people who seek to know and do what the word of God calls them to do. Now, I'll be honest, it's not always easy to do the right thing, but how many of y'all know there's blessing in pleasing the Lord? Amen? Amen. Let's look at verses 7 through 9. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap, and he lays up the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. God's word teaches us that we're to be a people who fear the Lord, and we show him reverence. Amen? Verses 10 and 11, the Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. How encouraging. Here we see a people who seek the Lord's plans and not their own. How many times do we make a plan, and then God has a different idea? Yeah. Again, let me remind you, when we became believers in Christ, we were bought with a price. We're no longer our own. Amen? But I want to remind you, as we learned last week, God is a good, good father. Amen? Let's look at verse 12 again, the scripture we opened up with again. Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord, a people whose God is the Lord. Let's look at the Hebrew word for Lord. It's the word Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews. He's the maker of heaven and earth. He's the creator of man, and he's the one who fashioned a woman out of a man. The nation who believes this, accepts this, and lives this will be blessed. How many of y'all are encouraged? Amen. Let's look at verses 13 through 15. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all, he who understands all their works. God desires a people who know that they are accountable to the Lord. He watches them, he watches us, and he considers everything that we do. You know, a lot of times, those of us that have bosses, sometimes we can feel taken for granted. Let me remind you, no matter what you do, God always sees. And how much more to have the eternal reward than just the reward of, good job. I mean, that's important. Don't underestimate the value of that. It's important that we're men and women of character. But ultimately, the point I want to make is that God sees and he considers everything that we do. Let's look at verses 16 and 17. The king is not saved by a mighty army. A warrior is not delivered by great strength. A horse Is a false hope for victory, nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. Now, these verses right here tell us what will not save us. Think about it a mighty army, the strength of our military, or our warriors won't save us, nor the strength of any created things. Y'all see where this is going? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen? And let's look at verses 18 through 21. We're coming into the end of this chapter. It reads, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness, to deliver their soul from death, and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart rejoices in him. Why? Because we trust in his holy name. These verses go on to instruct us about where to place our hope. We are to be a people who fear God and place our hope in his loving kindness because that's what will deliver us from death and famine. We're to be a people who wait for God, who is our help and our shield. A people who actually have hearts that rejoice in God. And why is that? Because we trust in his holy name. Do we always understand things in life? You know, we often say, as soon as I get to heaven, I'm going to ask the Lord, why? I want to remind us of something. When we reach eternity, I don't know if it's going to really matter why. We're going to be so caught up in his presence and so caught up in the fact that we've been reunited with those that have gone before us. And so with that said, I challenge us to keep our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I want to remind you, demons flee at the name of Jesus. We sang that this morning with that very first song. Satan, don't tread on me. He is a defeated foe. He is a liar. And even if it doesn't feel like it, there is no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Why? Because greater is he that is in me and you than Satan that is in the world. Amen? Amen. Then lastly, let's look at verse 22. It tells us how his loving kindness will be upon us. It reads like this. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, according as we have hoped in you. You see, it comes only in direct relation to how we hope in him. You know, a lot of times we say, I hope that dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. We need to place our hope in the Lord. And to be a nation whose God is the Lord, we must be people who reject false gods in our country today, who reject current culture, who say truth is subjective, your truth, my truth. No. We are not to support God of material wealth, the God of worldly pleasure, the God of worldly approval, the God of physical appearance, the God of power and influence. Do you see where these are false gods? Yeah, I don't know about you, but I've been tempted at times. Yeah, we've all been tempted. Here's the thing, guys. Even as believers in Jesus Christ, there's still brokenness inside of each one of us. As much as we love the Lord and we want to be perfect— Unfortunately, sometimes we mess up. But here's the thing. All we have to do is repent. Lord, I'm sorry. Lauren, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. You see what I'm saying? Humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We can't go wrong. So here's another point. Blessed is the nation that seeks righteousness. Let's go back to Psalm 33 and verse 5. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. Let's look at a few more scriptures now that we've walked through Psalm chapter 33. Let's look at two other scriptures that talk about righteousness. Let's look at Proverbs 14 and verse 34. It reads, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. And one more verse in Isaiah 60 and verse 12. For the nation and the kingdom which will not serve you will perish, and the nations will be utterly ruined. Righteousness is about doing what's right in God's eyes, not our eyes. You see, it means we're not supposed to practice sinning, it's about honoring and serving God the creator of heaven and earth. Amen? That's why we have to pray for our leaders, that they will serve the Lord and do what's right, because it's God's way, not just politically correct. It's about doing what's right within our country, as well as, listen to this, our dealings around the world with other countries. You know, I often told my kids when I was raising them, when Pastor and I were raising our children, I would tell them, I would say, you know, kids, character is the most important thing because if you can find a man or a woman with character, you can teach them just about anything. Does that make sense? Are they a good worker? Are they a truthful, honest person? What do they do when no one's looking? You follow me? It's about doing what's right within our country. Here's the thing. We need to do what's right, do it because it's right, and then just do it right. In other words, we're not to have a lackadaisical attitude here. Now I want to talk about three biblical principles about righteousness. Number one, we are not righteous by nature. By nature, we are sinners. But... We are told in Romans chapter 3 and verse 10, there is none righteous, not even one. That means you, and that means me. Number two, we do not become righteous just by doing what's good. You ever hear somebody say that? Well, I'm a good person, but that doesn't make you righteous. You follow me? And number three, we are made righteous through Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. We're talking about Jesus here. So that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. I often say, Lord when I'm weak, I know you are strong. Amen. Amen. Here's another good reminder. Blessed is the nation that hopes in God. Psalm thirty-three and verse twenty-one. For our heart rejoices in him, for we trust in his holy name. Amen. And one more scripture before I share an illustration with you. Psalm 20 and verse 7. And I like this in the NIV because the New American Standard used the word boast. But the NIV says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we, you, me, we trust in the name of our God. Isn't that a good reminder? What do we put our trust in as a nation, our military, our intelligence, our technology, our history, our political party? No. According to Scripture, blessed is the nation whose trust is in the Lord. That trust has to be more than a slogan on currency. You ever hold up a $20 bill and it says, in God we trust? It has to be present dependence upon the Lord. Every day is a new day to depend upon the Lord. Every day is a new day to put our hope and our trust in Christ alone. At the first constitutional convention, the delegates were frustrated due to the burdens of the hour. They were burdened and harassed by tremendous crisis. They were so fragmented that, that they were just about to throw out the whole concept of a constitution completely. And just then, one man, Benjamin Franklin, rose to his feet, and this is what he said. Gentlemen, if it's true that not one single petal from any flower falls to the ground without escaping God's attention, will the distress of this nation go unheeded? Let us therefore determine to seek his face they promptly got down on their knees, this picture up here. And when they arose from prayer, the slogan, E Unum, was born. It means one out of many. We are called to trust in the name of the Lord. As Lauren was praying and she said, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then we will hear from heaven. Amen? In conclusion, I want to share a few thoughts with you. God has blessed us as a country, and we celebrate that fact this 4th of July as we have for the last 246 years But what about his blessings for us as a country tomorrow and the years to come? The Lord not only gives us his word to teach us about the blessings of God for a nation, but he also provides us with a test. Let me ask us a couple questions here today. How are we as the United States of America doing at making God the Lord of our nation? How are we doing at seeking righteousness? How are we entrusting his name more than ourselves or the military? What can we as his people do for the future blessings of America? Let me give you some answers. Make certain that God is really your Lord. Here's three things we can do. We can live for Christ, be salt and light wherever you are. Wherever you are, we can pray. Pray for our leaders. Pray for revival. And number three, we can place all of our hope in the Lord. Because at the end of the day, he is our true source of freedom, courage, and spiritual power. In closing, I pray that each one of you have a wonderful 4th of July celebration and that each one of us will make Jesus our Savior and our Lord. May we seek his righteousness and truly place all of our trust in the Lord, not only for our lives, but our families and our country. Let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you again for this time that we've had to gather in this place of worship and to sing Worship songs to you and to pray and to have the freedom Lord to preach the truth of your word Lord Father we lift up the United States of America to you And we pray father that the US would acknowledge you as God Father we cannot hope to be blessed as a people without honoring you And so Lord speak to each one of our hearts today And if there's an area, Lord, where we're not pleasing in your sight and we're not honoring you, Lord, show it to us. Reveal it to us, not so that you can condemn us, Lord, but so you can set us free, Lord, that we would see that area and make the necessary changes. And so, Father, I ask that you go with each one of us as we leave this place today, that your guardian angels would be round about us, that you would give opportunity for us to be salt and light wherever we go, that we would pray for our leaders, that we would pray for revival. And, Lord, above all, that we would place our hope in you because, again, you are the true source of freedom courage and spiritual power and I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus and if you agree with that would you say amen amen again I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today God bless you as you go just be thankful in the Lord there's so much to be thankful for it's so easy to be negative isn't it you know as we go let's do that God is good all the time God is good. God bless you guys.